The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to get started today. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Bros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined, as is tradition, with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, Mr. Gary Van Dyke, the IDP tipster. Gary, how are you today, sir? Excited, excited. Had a good pod this morning, a little rough around the edges and delivery, but we got the great content out, and we're getting ready to do it again with Axton Harding today. That's right. We've got another very special guest this week. Axton Harding of the IDP guys. He is a writer and contributor at Harding underscore three on Twitter. Axton, how you doing? Staying busy, man. Had my son in September and uh, work and everybody trying to see the baby keeps me busy. But, uh, you know, I always manage to find my time to uh, do some drafts and keep up with uh, everything as much as I can. I'm trying. I'm ready for the season. Congratulations on the uh, newborn. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff. So let, let's start. Let's go back in time. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, how did you get into fantasy football? I kind of started when I was about 10 or 12. Honestly, uh, my family has always done a redraft league through uh, ESPN. So around the 08 time frame is kind of where I began uh, when you're seeing like Calvin Johnson's, the Jamal Charles era. We always look forward to that come football season every year. And I just kind of blossomed from there. I've always done it until, you know, the last few years when I really got into uh, more of the complex, your IDP and your dynasty stuff. You get down that road. How did you get into IDP and uh, I assume super flex, tight end, premium, all that? Was it just a natural progression or, or how'd that happen for you? Yeah, of sorts it was because through the years I'd kind of collected my redraft leagues through friends and whatnot. I think it was 2021. Uh, buddies of mine said that they wanted to throw together a dynasty league, kind of explain the concept to me, you know, obviously. And, uh, you know, I was eager to dive into it. I was like, fantasy football all year round. Why, why the hell not, you know? So we dove right into it. Uh, that league, we had three IDP spots. So it wasn't very significant, but it was intriguing. The, like they, the scoring setup equals out to you know your top end idps are getting what you know a lot of your top end uh flex players are getting so you know i was always kind of looking up looking things up and doing research trying to find and and get the next guys that nobody really else nobody else really knew about because nobody really uh, uh messed with their idp much you know uh, but i was always looking to optimize every every place that i could and trades aren't always the easiest thing to do so i knew that we were all fairly new to idp so if i put in a little bit of effort i could probably gain uh some sort of advantage you know so then that kind of blossomed into, let's see, it was the 2022 off season where we started another league, that same group of friends, but with a few more dedicated people that were kind of more into active with their teams year round on these dynasty squads. 
uh, just kind of a more a lot more interactive uh, league, and we had six IDP. So this was a, a little bit more standard and uh, a little bit more fun. And that's when I kind of started looking for uh, anything that I could as far as IDP content. And it kind of came into like a Facebook page where there was all kinds of information, people posting this and that uh, about IDP. And Nate was in there. And Nate posted saying that his uh, website was looking for some writers. And I was eager. You know, I love the dynasty by now. I'm head over heels for it. And I was definitely, uh, you know, I, I had never been much of a writer before. I was always good in school at writing. I know I could do it, but, you know, I was, in, I was interested to try. So he, he posted that out there and said, there's really no qualifications. We're just looking for, for people who really like to talk about football. And I said, sign me up, man. Oh, yeah. So I just kind of went from there doing stuff that, that I really, really enjoyed. And the waiver wires was always kind of something that uh, my dad and I really were eager to do because waivers in our league our family league ended up starting at like 7 a.m so he was always up super early making sure i had my i had my picks in before the waiver <laughs> wire ran and so we could get our top guys and picking you know making those right picks those guys that are actually going to come out and, and produce something so always been a fun time so that's pretty cool man your whole starting out so you're not i guess what you'd say a trained writer neither was i and I guarantee you, since high school, you mentioned that. I mean, that was a long time ago. A long time ago, I guarantee you, the last essay or anything worth anything that I wrote in school had a big fat ass F on it. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't. I was pretty good in my English and like grammar courses. So I don't know. I picked for some reason. I picked up on pretty quickly, but I just never really, I really wanted to do that for a living per se. Those things I, I was decent at going, you know, in school. One year, I was pretty good in Spanish, but they moved the girl that was sitting next to me, and I didn't ever recover. <laughs> what? Have you guys signed up for your Edge Boost yet? If not, you are missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances. That's up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. And today's hot double down by IDP Pro Players Pod, Johnny the Greek. And his edge boost double down play of the day is the Denver Nuggets to win the NBA championship. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, so you mentioned you've been playing for about since 2008, so for quite a good amount of time now. In that time, what's been your favorite platform and why? Uh, I would have to say easily Dynasty. To be specific, I'm going to have to slap on the Superflex, uh, even tight end premium. I, I've always liked that idea of the, of the premium for tight ends, especially with how small the, the uh, player pool is, I guess, and let alone productive ones so you know adds a little bit more makes more people relevant than obviously your idp and i find that an even about nine to nine nine offensive nine defensive players in your starting rosters kind of seems to be a sweet spot for me i haven't really dipped my toes into anything more 
degenerate, I guess you could say. Just haven't really had the time to add too many leagues. You know, I try to keep pretty narrow and concise. I only have a handful of them just so I can keep track of them. And that way it's not, not so hard to keep up with. So you like the full IDP, full offense format. What about platform? Are you a sleeper guy, Yahoo guy, MFL? Unfortunately, I haven't gotten too deep into the uh, the dynasty realm to really love MFL yet. I was in a few leagues through the IDP guys as far as redraft leagues that they hosted tournaments and whatnot, IDP Masters and then uh, uh, Autism Awareness last year. That was fun. I enjoyed it. I was able to figure out uh, you know anything that I would normally or typically used with with other apps. It's just kind of getting used to the uh, core interface, I think, you know. But when you have so many customizations that you can make and are allowed to do with the website, I think it definitely is okay for me, you know. For just kind of user-friendly sake, I enjoy I enjoy Sleeper. I wish they would pay more attention to the IDP community and kind of make some of these changes that MFL has and kind of get on with those lines. You know, kind of add your, at least have the option to kind of add your defensive tackle spots, your cornerback slots, and like even adding premiums to them and things like that. But, you know, I get it. They're still fairly new and they're still growing. They've got a lot of room to grow and I think they could be really great. The only convenience I can think of of uh, the way Sleeper is or even ESPN, maybe Yahoo. I'm not a, I'm not sure. John would have to comment on that one. But everybody's got to start somewhere. You throw something like MFL at guys, I can tell you over the years I've done it and people freak the hell out. So <laughs> uh, you got to have somewhere to start. I agree that if they really wanted to keep people's attention, you know, long term, that they should do something and add some other. I'd have to say for their standard straight out, uh, it serves a purpose, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And how about your favorite team? Uh, we, we were talking about this beforehand, but uh, who'd you grow up liking? And uh, what do you think their outlook for the season is? Born and raised here in central Missouri. So I've always been a Chiefs fan. Everybody around here, obviously. As I've gone into more years into fantasy football, dynasty and such, I've kind of taken myself back a little bit as far as like a team fan. You know, obviously I still have my favorite, but I'm not so diehard anymore. I don't let things quite get to me as much as as maybe they would have used to. I, I've, I'm not really ever going to plan to root for anybody else, but I've kind of taken on more of a perspective as far as like liking players. I like my, my fantasy players, my dynasty players, and I, I kind of follow all – I like – guys from all kinds of teams you know i love i enjoy watching just about whoever's on but you know I'm, i've always got my favorites so uh, as far as an outlook for for the chiefs i think i'm i'm kind of expecting something along the lines of what we saw last year i'm just kind of hoping and praying for a little bit more consistency on both ends of the ball i think we really struggled to defend the pass and just remain consistent and overall on defense we have a great pass rush but there's also been games where we've allowed just a atrocious amount of yard we just let running backs just kind of run free sometimes and whenever they break loose we, they, we had, there was no containing them they uh just kind of had the game they wanted I'd, I'd just like to see a little bit more consistency i think uh we added mike edwards into the secondary i think a veteran presence was really good for the secondary i think that will help our players our young players develop because most of our players around there haven't even been in the league but for you know a couple three a small handful of years so uh, we still have some developing to do. We have a lot of talent, but we, we still have some polishing to do, I think, on our defense. So I think we're kind of looking for or looking to be a little bit better this year. I think Carlaftis is going to kind of take a little bit of a step forward. Our defensive lines kind of bulked up a little bit. I'm kind of expecting a little bit more consistency, but like I said, I think we're going to kind of see a lot of it, a lot of uh, what we saw last year, just 
play with a more containment whenever things get out of hand because it just puts a lot of pressure on our offense to have to score every time they get the ball. And luckily, we've had the luxury of Patrick Mahomes kind of leading us to be able to do that most games. But we, we can't afford to do that long term if we expect to make more runs and continue what kind of what we've done and get anywhere and continue to keep doing those things year after year. You know, sometimes it takes years for teams to draft kind of an all around defense or an all around the developing of, of young players. It just kind of takes time. So. We're trying to be patient, but I'm hoping that we can we can get a little bit more consistency on both ends of the ball. Assuming that sentiment is the same when it comes to IDP, realistically, what do you get from there? Uh, we got two really good ones last year. Three. Three really good ones on there. There's a little meat left on the bone there. How do you feel about yeah. that? Like I say, I'm not I'm not too too excited about just the fact that we've got so many so many guys were trying to develop on this defense. I think we just needed more veteran presence to really help our young guys develop and turn into the players that we're trying to make or that we drafted them to be because we see the talent in these guys that were that were drafting. You know, Legarius need one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Trent McDuffie still has a little bit of polishing to do, as I mentioned, but still a talented player. It's just they don't really – they're kind of figuring it out for themselves, you know. I don't like that they don't have much to learn from. Karlaftis is learning quick. You know, he's kind of working with Chris Jones and whatnot, but he didn't really have an, a defensive end to kind of model himself after or anything or practice with, you know, to someone to follow and have a mentor, you know. And a lot of these guys are kind of lacking that. That's kind of what I'm hoping that Mike Edwards might be and Drew Tranquil might help kind of give us that I've been here before kind of thing. You know, I've, I've done this and just kind of show the guys the way, you know. Obviously, Nick Bolton doesn't need anybody to teach him, but you know, just having another another vet, a guy that's been been in the league for a few years, will, will really help. I'm not. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm kind of expecting a middle of the park, probably another mediocre 15 to 20 ranking range overall. We'll we'll just kind of see how things play out. We know who the top IDP options are on the Chiefs. It's uh, Chris Jones, uh, Nick Bolton, Legarius Sneed, um, and then differing degrees of other guys. But do you think there are any sleeper IDP options on the Chiefs? Any guys that might break out this season? I think our best bet might be Carl Aftis to take that step forward. Down, down. On the ball. He's just been great at putting pressure on the quarterback you know I just kind of hope maybe he can he can kind of finish off some of those plays and just get a little bit more aggressive I think maybe let me ask you a question because I'm sitting here trying to keep my mouth shut but Carl Offalus or what I like to refer to as the guy from Sesame Street is (laughs) from my point of view where I've seen it my review now I got a Chiefs fan on the hot seat this guy actually lost a lot of weight during the season your fella lost snaps. They actually had transferred him out, given him more rush opportunities with less snaps, started producing. That is the upside that I hope we have coming into the season to get a guy that maybe will be the Frank Cart that we should have had. I'm, I'm in total agreement. I, I, I think Carl Aftis is, is going to be that guy for us there on the edge. I just really hope that step forward. I, I think he does take a step forward. It's just kind of how big is that step, you know? While we're talking this upcoming season, let's get some predictions on the record. Starting with the Super Bowl at the end of May. Who do you think wins the Super Bowl this year? Who plays? For the sake of being different, not selecting my home team, of course, I'd love to see the Chiefs go again. You know, who wouldn't love to see their their favorite team? I think that the Bills kind of had one of the most complete overall teams. 
the Bengals are solid, but I think the offense gets a big head sometimes and they get ahead of themselves and think uh, a little too far ahead instead of the now. And I think their defense kind of slipped up a little more often than not. And that's kind of hurt them. I think the Bills are a little more a, a little more solid all the way around. They still got some tweaks to work out, but I think they're they're coming along and they ought to do well. I think they have the most completed team on the AFC side. So the NFC, I think I think we see the Eagles back there again. I think it, it's insane how they've been able to to stack the kind of talent that they have on defense and even for years to come. You know, they have these solid veteran IDP players, and then they've just got Alabama's basically Alabama's entire. Uh, draft class coming in and ready to replace them as soon as they're as soon as they retire you know high talent high motor guys that are just waiting for their chance and uh, I don't think that I mean I don't think there's too many other teams on the offensive side of the ball that can keep up with them in the NFC so I I don't I don't see many other teams really I mean the the 49ers are are a really good competitor but I think that they've got a lot of uh, a lot of things they're working out right now too and I think that the Eagles are just kind of the, uh, the most solid overall winner. I don't know if I could predict that one right right now. I, I, I like I like what the Eagles have done. I would kind of like them like to see them win that. I think the Eagles are on the verge. They're right there if they can just kind of put a few pieces together and make it happen. I think they've they've got all the talent. The IDP Pros Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. And not only do you get an amazing pair of sunglasses at 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements policy. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they've told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you make the purchase. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well, with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt and head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May contest. Let's go through the IDP ones from your point of view for this season, starting with the edge one, which I guess would be outside linebackers and defensive ends, sack guys, quote unquote. Uh, I like Max Crosby. Uh, He's... He's been a great producer the last couple of years. He's made great strides. I, uh, he's got an awesome story, an incredible, inspiring story. And he's, the man's just got a, a, a motor like no other. I really like Max Crosby, and I think he's got what it takes to really step up. Nice. Yeah, good good stuff there. How about a defensive tackle? That one's a little trickier. Uh, yeah, I like Quinnen Williams on this one. I think Quinnen Williams has kind of been making making good strides towards this. He's been working really hard, and I like I like what he's been doing. All righty. How about like an inside linebacker combined tackle guy? I think it's hard to go against Roquan. Roquan Smith is good. He is just nuts, man. He's gonna be he's gonna be up there for for a while now. But if I had to choose someone else, as like maybe a dark horse or something, I think that the either of the Denver linebackers have 
a great opportunity to I'm not necessarily going to say the number one, but man, they've got all the opportunity for tackles in the world. They're uh, Singleton and Jewel both nearly averaging about 10 tackles apiece. I mean, it's just ridiculous the amount of tackles they're racking up on a game to game basis. So uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think people are a little low on both of those guys. Uh, safety one, I'm, I, I think I'm going to have to go with the status quo and say Derwin James gets it this year, but I think uh, Jaquan Brisker's on the verge of, of uh, sneaking up right behind him. Nice. Yep, that's a good young pick right there. And last but not least, how about corner? Corner's a little trickier. For the sake of not going with Legereus Sneed, his box box snaps command a lot, a lot of tackles and you know, just good opportunity for him. But uh, dark horse here, I think. I like Nate Hobbs to take a serious jump. Mm, nice, nice. And the, I think if he gets a full year of you know injury, you know, a full healthy year, and playing those playing all the snaps that he, that he was playing last year when he was producing, I think he can snap, jump right up there in the top five. He's in a great division too. A lot of passing in that division. Yeah. Any big names you're avoiding in uh, your redraft leagues or any startups this offseason? Definitely avoiding Drew Tranquil. Just uncertainty kind of of what he's going to do there. I don't know. You'd like to think, I don't know. I'm just not seeing not seeing a clear path to just this, the level of production. Oh, he got screwed, man. He got screwed. This is this is like a really – my voice hurts, dude. I, I am going to voice my opinion. Drew Tranquil got screwed. Chargers suck. That's why I'm not a fan no more. <laughs> I will take him on, on our defense. I think he will help us out from a pure football standpoint. I think he will help us. Oh, yeah. You got a bargain, man. You got a bargain. He's just, uh, as an IDP, he's just going to waste away, though. Uh, I like Gay, too. You, yeah, you woke the beast there, man. <laughs> yeah, it was infuriating to me to see that, too, man, over the offseason when he when he signed with the Chiefs. I was like, you're shitting me. Like, I, I liked having him on my team last year. He was solid. He was reliable. Yeah. And I, I loved yeah. having him in fantasy. Finally and, got his shot, man. Finally got good. it together. Stayed healthy. Yeah, yeah, what and the Chargers that I man, I hate them. The the ownership or uh. <laughs> any other big names you're avoiding? Like uh, I don't know, like the the usual suspects, Joey Bosa, guys like that that have like maybe a hinge, injury history, but also if they stay healthy, could have a huge season. Uh, are we doing this along with like the stock down kind of segment? Oh, sure, sure. If you want to save him for that, that's fine. I will say uh, I'll take one off my uh, stock down later and kind of say it now. Just I'm I'm not really liking where Minka Fitzpatrick is going in drafts. In my opinion, I think he's being a little overdrafted. You know, he's kind of being ranked in that top that, you know, barely in the top 10. uh, But I think that's kind of where we've seen his ceiling be so far as far as, you know, a season long production goes. I'm not I haven't seen much more to hint, you know, it's going to be hard for him to repeat a six interception season and for him to get back up to those numbers. And those were, you know, heavy on his, his total points last year, you know, so I'd imagine that he takes a hit on, on interceptions. And to be honest, his, his tackling isn't really all that reliable either. You've seen, you know, he's got great games here, 11 tackles, 14 tackles here, but then you're also seeing several two tackles three tackle games four tackle games and i'm i I think in the top 10 i'm looking for for more more guys that are they're gonna give me a 
like a five tackle floor at the very least. You know, when they have those low games, I can handle more low games if they're not quite so low. I'm, I'm a more of a guy that likes to be right in the middle instead of higher highs and lower lows. I'd much rather have that consistency. Yeah, that's a great point. And Minka front-loaded his production, too. That week one game was like a 40-point game, and he never did that again last season. Yep. Uh, Okay, we're in rookie draft season. Who have been some of your favorite rookie draft targets so far? Oh, favorite rookie draft targets. I've I've been enjoying – since I like Max Crosby, and I like Max Crosby's motor, I've kind of been picking up Tyree Wilson. Because uh, I alluded to earlier that, you know, young guys, regardless of talent, they need, I, in my opinion, I think it been, the best ones come from teams that had a mentor for them, you know, te- guys that they could learn from and really mold themselves after, you know, see what they liked in this guy and how they could be more like him and, and maybe what he didn't either didn't do or what he did that you don't like that you can kind of right. adjust yourself in. And so I, I kind of like the idea of Tyree Wilson playing opposite or even learning from Max Crosby you know seeing what what that talent can really develop into when you when you're really working with somebody that that truly has like one of the highest motors in the league a guy that never quits and never stops like i say i like i like the idea of that kind of talent that that good draft capital you know being able to learn from somebody who's really got that dog in them that guy that that offensive lines really hate to handle every day you know every week you know he's going to make each matchup work his ass off every single snap and I love that he gets to learn. So I've been going after Tyree Wilson. Uh, I like B.J. Ojolari for kind of a later round pick and, you know, mid to late rounds. I, I like what I saw as far as the stats go in college, what he was doing there. I, you know, I read he's got, he's pretty explosive. And, and again, I, I like the opportunity that he's kind of presented in. And, you know, his brother's been here. He kind of has a little bit of a mentor. I, you know, granted, I'm not sure exactly how much he may have been able to work with him, but being able to learn from your older brother, there's not a whole lot better than that, you know. So I kind of like that. I, I've been picking up Ojulari as well. And then kind of a third one here. I like Lucas Van Ness has been intriguing. Uh, just kind of the whole uh, playing second fiddle, you know, coming in uh, secondary in the linebacking corn college and then coming in with first-round draft capital. I, it's just in his pure size and develop into something I don't. I don't think at all that he's going to be effective right out of the gate. I think that he was, you know, playing second fiddle and coming off the bench for uh, definitely a reason. He's probably got polishing up to do as far as metrics, measurements, and and just the whole allure with with everything. I think that set up well, at least. Van Ness, man, every time I hear the name and after learning this, uh, only thing I can think of is the nutty professor and them sitting around the dinner table going, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. I don't know why. It's weird, right? Hey, word association. Ah, uh, morning. Nothing like waking up to crying kids, hungry pets, and an angry alarm clock. All a football fan wants is to get your kids to school, feed the dogs and clock in at the office, and then you can finally settle in and enjoy a moment of peace with your morning cup of coffee. And you are just in time for the SGPN IDP Pro Manager Podcast, nice. which your idiot league mates haven't yet discovered. Ha! Let Craig and Gary start your day with all the reliable IDP information you need. Money. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the SGPN Fantasy Football YouTube channel, where your SGPN IDP pros know exactly what you need. Awesome. Besides another cup of coffee. Darn. Fantasy football. Look at that one. 
Uh, everyone comes here for the hard hitting analysis. That, yeah, you know that's, it, brother. That's what we're known for. <laughs> All right, so let's let's shift gears a little bit. Talk some stock up and stock down. And if you got a couple, few, two, three, four, whatever you got, low cost stock ups in season targets. Um, or guys that you just think are stock up that aren't going to cost you a fortune, I guess. I think people are kind of forgetting about David Ojabo. I think he's got a great opportunity, great talent, great draft capital. You know, it, it's unfortunate the injury he's going through, but I think I think by now he's definitely going to have plenty of time to heal. He only debuted in one game last year, so he's had the entire season and the entire offseason to really heal from this. I think that he's presented in a good opportunity to really make waves this, this year, especially with the fact that uh, Justin, Justin Houston and Jason Pierre-Paul are both gone. I think he's in a prime opportunity to come in and really, really make waves this season. So I think that he's somebody that in our IDP guys mock drafts, he's not even being drafted in 25 rounds. So take that information for with what you will. But I think people are forgetting about him. I think he's somebody that's not going to be very expensive right now to obtain. I think if you want to trade for him, you could easily go out and get him with, I would guess a third or later. I mean, you can definitely wait until the later rounds to pick him up for some high upside at a very low cost. He had a strip sack and his only his only game played. He played like 20 snaps and he got a strip sack on Joe Burrow, you know, a debut game. You know, what what more do you want as far as uh, encouragement goes, you know? So just somebody I've, I've kind of been been eyeing uh, this offseason. A second one here. I'm a I've I've been a big fan since I first got into IDP of Aziz Al Shayer. Even in the three spot IDP leagues, I was still picking him up off waivers. He's just one of those guys. Like I say, I'm a guy that loves reliability. Someone you can rely right. on. That's not gonna just get you those stinkers every. You know when you least expect it. When you need it most. I want low games to be higher lows i want this i want to be able to rely on at least you know a good six or seven eight tackles you know and uh he was getting up eight nine ten tackles a game and it was just it was awesome and right and it's a perfect setup this is like one of those perfect setups if you think about oh, it because we've seen awesome. enough of them in the previous years and then last year you didn't get to see the field much not because he sucks but because he's you know there's two good players ahead of him so this is allowed uh, dynasty or any uh, uh, guys that know what the hell they're doing in IDP to realize that this is a huge landing spot for him this oh, year. Yeah. Absolutely, I was so disappointed to see that he got put back on sec- uh, back on the bench uh, last yeah. year. Twenty-two. Uh-huh. I was hoping maybe he'd get a chance to come in a little bit more, but fortunately, I had to send him back to the waiver wires in my standard league. So. Now I've been able to definitely, I saw as soon as he signed with the Titans, I, I picked him up in every league, you know, every league that I could. So, you know, I think he could easily, you know, flirt with that 10 tackle a game ratio. And I think that's something that could easily be uh, obtainable for him, especially given the opportunity. Who's he's playing next to Monty Rice? Is there anybody I'm forgetting about on the Titans that he could be playing with? Nobody that's even going to come close to the talent that the guy's got on the hair on his forearm. I enjoyed what Monty Rice was doing last year. He's got a big opportunity too. You know, another yeah, one that that's true. I, you know, I don't like his upside quite as much, but definitely yeah. somebody with a big opportunity who's put up those numbers before.
anymore. Way to be on the ball, man. Yep, you're right. He 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 was a former what second round, third round a few years ago. Been kind of beat up and everything. Good call. Great call. Fact: The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important, and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please... Go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. Absolutely. Uh, Then somebody else that, I mean, it's not really somebody that's down on all of the rankings, but definitely I think somebody that... I, again, people might be forgetting about. I think Cameron Curl's up in a lot bigger season this year. He's got the whole offseason to get that ankle and wrist uh, healthy, and I think he, his tackle floor was incredible for his safety. So I think he's he's one of those guys that you're going to be able to rely on, much like Brisker. Uh, he was kind of kind of same thing, just one of those guys that's really get, not giving you too many bad bad games. You just hope you can stay healthy. Uh, so Cameron Curl was the Kind of another guy that I've always been looking out for. He's going in the late, late rounds in IDP guys' mock drafts. So I've been able to kind of snatch him up in the later rounds and just kind of wait on my DBs. So that's been nice. Now I'm kind of getting into IDP best ball. So it's kind of been, again, another one of those stories. I've been able to kind of pick him up where I feel comfortable because he's not really at the top of anybody's chart. But he's one of those guys that I know he's going to be up, he's going to be up there. I think he's, I think he's got yeah. more, than, more than enough talent for it. So some other names down here, too. Uh, I just kind of wrote Eric, Eric Hendricks. I like uh, where he went to replace Drew Tranquil. Uh, Cole Holcomb's in a good opportunity. I like what he's done in the past. Caden Ellis, obviously, is another one that's got great opportunity. Asamoa uh, for the Vikings. John Jameen Davis, uh, Quiddy Pay. James Houston is an intriguing one for the Lions. Second leading, uh, uh, he was right behind Hutchinson and sacks for the year and he only played seven games like 20 snaps apiece i've been picking him up more in these idp best ball drafts then i just kind of wrote down Derek brown i liked uh his tackle floor he had last year grant delpit did great Derek force did great i think uh any one of those guys are, are guys that have you know just as good or, or better opportunity to kind of keep you know, build on what they were doing last year guys that i was picking up that that i liked the the consistency of what they brought they might not have been the best the best replacements the entire season but uh, just guys that I that I enjoyed having on my team that uh, I think could do better. Nice. Some really good names there. The SGPN Fantasy Football Team is giving away a Lamar Jackson jersey in the month of May. Leave us a five-star review on our Spotify or Apple podcast page to enter. DM us your review at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter to confirm your entry. Winner will be selected May 31st. Love those. How about some stock downs? Any guys that we might be surprised by? This was a little a little tougher because uh, I didn't want to get too crazy. Uh, but my first one here has been Tremaine Edmonds. I think he's been, kind of been overhyped uh, with the move to Chicago, I think. I'm seeing him drafted before TJ Edwards. I'm seeing rankings in the top 10. I just haven't seen quite the production to, I think, warrant for me personally to get him into that top 10. I think 
with the competition now that he's going to be having for tackles. Uh, I think TJ Edwards is going to be the guy to have on this defense, and uh, he's less efficient. I think TJ Edwards had like a 15.4 tackle ratio, tackle rate last year, and Tremaine Edwards had one of the lowest in like the top 20. He had like a it was like 13.3 he was getting, and most most of the guys in the top 20 were, were getting 13, 14 easy, and, he, and I think actually Tremaine, I think, was something like 12 or 13. Uh, anyways, and he was only getting, you know, overall last year, he was only getting about three snaps, three snaps less than TJ Edwards. So to me, I've just seen a lot more what I like out of TJ Edwards and the Chicago Chicago defense, and I think Tremaine Edmonds is kind of being overhyped and overdrafted. Another one I've got, uh, I'm not really particularly fond of Logan Wilson in the top five. Yeah, I like that. I don't, I'll, well, I like your call. I don't like that. With the inconsistent production, the lack of, of sack upside, he did, he had a couple of explosive games last year, but I think that's only skewing the data. If you're expecting Pratt, defensive line that actually uh, Hubbard and even Hendrickson, not so much last year, but they're kind of, tackle guys too so there's only going to be so much to go around i like that call man yeah i like to say the top five tag is just too much for me there's too many other linebackers that are so much more consistent have a higher floor just guys that you can flat out rely on i think i see him going too far too early in draft so to me it's just not been all that great uh then my third one here was i mentioned it earlier minka fitzpatrick The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Let's uh let's circle back to the Chiefs real quick for the last couple few questions here. So if there was one fantasy football player on the Chiefs that you would draft at a at the price they're at now or a higher price in Dynasty and you feel like is a lock for the near to long term future, who would that be? As far as drafting goes, I don't think you can go wrong picking Patrick Mahomes the first pick overall. Uh I think that's a comfortable reliable pick you're going to get high-end production a year round for years to come you know i mean regardless of the weapons around him he's proved that he doesn't he he uses uh travis kelsey heavily but he doesn't only need travis kelsey to be successful he's been able to spread you know spread the wealth around to a various amount of receivers you almost don't want any receivers in kansas city just because so many of them get the ball and he's able to you know produce for himself just by sharing the love and that's kind of what's been great about him. As far as IDP goes, I, th- I, th- I don't think you can really go wrong with Nick Bolton. I think some people might be uh, scared off with the Tranquil ad. don't think that it's really going to – he might, you know, step into – I don't think he's really going to take away from what Nick Bolton's doing. I think he's just – if anything, he's – you know, but I've seen Nick Bolton's going in the ninth pick in some of these IDP best ball drafts. And, you know, I, they're sack oh. heavy, but he's going behind your – and you know a few other names as well and Roquan Smith so you know I, there there was a time this offseason where Nick Bolton was going number one every single draft that I was in so mm-hmm. you know there is a little hesitancy but I'm at the point I would either pepper him or Roquan Smith you got you got Travis Kelsey you can't go wrong with Travis Kelsey 
uh, it's he's tricky because he's he's really right there at that age cliff, and you know as soon as his contract's over, that's probably going to be probably going to be near the end, if not the end. So, and he also has a very high draft capital. So if you want him, you're really going to have to get him in one of those early couple of rounds, and really for those kind of picks, you kind of want somebody that's going to be around for a while, unless you're really going for that win now and you're built to last, you know, maybe a, a couple of few years where you can pick a rookie that's going to get some upside or trade for a low a low cost one. Difference maker, especially tight end premium. That is that is there's no lie, no lies detected there. Let's give you the floor here. What are you writing this season? Is anything you want to plug, anything you want to talk about, the floor is yours. I don't particularly have any plans right now. Like I said, I've been I've been pretty busy. My time has been pretty occupied when I'm not working. I'm seeing friends and family and things like that. Everybody wants to see the baby or side gigs and stuff that I'm doing. So, you know, I stay pretty occupied. But I always try to hop on podcasts. You can find anything that, that I'm going to hop on as far as uh, YouTube goes or podcasting goes. I'm always going to share that on Twitter. So anybody that maybe wants to follow me on Twitter can definitely, if you're interested at all, and that would be a good place to, to find anything that I'm involved in. Or Don't be shy. Go follow this young gentleman. He's a young IDP pro in the making. Things are coming your way, brother. I feel it. I'd love to do this full time and quit my day job, but fortunately it doesn't just pay the bills right now. So I've kind of got to do it as a part time until maybe one day something happens. If not, I'm not going to be hurt. I don't expect it to really turn into anything big. I'm just honestly happy for every chance that I get to hop on podcasts like these and talk. It's a fun time and it's great to be able to talk exactly. with somebody other than my wife because she doesn't particularly. <laughs> well, yeah. Absolutely. Having a good time. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, that that was good stuff. Please, everyone, do follow him at Harding underscore three on Twitter. He is a writer and contributor for the IDP guys. Thank you very much for coming on this week, man. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Take care.